Bienvenidos al podcast de Latino Founder Hour. Each week we invite you to spend an in-depth hour with us as we speak with a Latino startup founder from somewhere around the world. Aquí conocerás esas historias de éxito y fracasos, retos personales y lecciones aprendidas. And we have fun. We're live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in at startupradionetwork.com. O en versión podcast después del show. Escucha. Listen. Aprende. Learn. Y emprende. Launch. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday, February 7th. We are a week from Valentine's Day. I don't know why I'm even bringing that up. My name is Silvia Salazar. I'm the founder of Tono Latino. And today, women rule the world because we are in the studio with Naya Zarate. She's the founder of Continuous Solutions, and she's been our guest in the past. And Naya and I were discussing some great ideas of what to discuss in the show because Edgar is not here and we miss him dearly but Naya and I are going to take over. Hello. How are you? Good. It's how great are you? to be here again. This is my third time on the show. Um so if you want to hear my bio, you can tune into the previous two. Um find them on the list in Startup Radio Network. I was thinking that it's awesome that we have you for the third time and your company's Continuous Solutions and you're our continuous guest. <laughs> it's a little poetic. I love it. Mm -hmm. And Naya and I were discussing in the green room, literally green room, about some ideas of what we want to share because, like she said, we've already discussed a lot about her bio and, and her challenges and what she's been through as a founder, technical female, Latina, in, mm -hmm. in a male-dominated field. And those, those were really good stories that you might want to go look for. But Naya and I have some ideas of what to do today on our show number 101. Last week was show number 100 with Rick Turoxi, Rick, the founder and director of Pi, the Portland Incubator Experiment. And we kind of want to keep going with discussions of encouragement, positivity, good, good good vibe stories and thankfully naya kind of read my mind and she comes ready with a lot of that information and we're gonna have more of a conversation versus me just asking her all the questions mm -hmm. so it's just gonna be two women talking about entrepreneurship yeah well i can tell you right now that my heart is exploding in the fact of your own work, right? So, Silvia, you're running Tonio Latino, which is really inspirational. Um, it's such an incredible and courageous act, especially in the political climate right now, to bring accessible information in a world where we have so much clutter in our news. And I just wanted to, you know, initiate the, the conversation of, Where where did the inspiration come from and how were you able to quit your job at Intel and go for it? You tricky punk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. Uh, so I, Sylvia, computer engineer, turned into a political activist given the current political climate. And... I didn't quit my job at Intel to do this. I quit my job at Intel to work for another startup. And unfortunately, they they didn't have enough 
things for me to do. I kind of automated myself out of a job. I Mm -hmm. used tools to automate things and create systems to do what I was hired to do. And then there was no growth area for me. And that was, uh, I think... I don't, I don't want to say that it was unfortunate. I learned a lot of things. And I learned a lot of things that I apply in my current business, Don Latino. So it was a great stepping stone. And then once the election happened and I was in denial, it took me about a month of a fog. And then I think my engineering brain, I need to fix problems mm-hmm. that is just my nature. Mm-hmm. And I saw a problem of lack of representation for Latinos uh, in the election. Number one, we are the second largest voting bloc in the country and the one that votes the least. And that really, really, really worried me and infuriated me. And then I started looking at the landscape about all these organizations out there that are trying to encourage people to get active and participate in politics and nobody's Mm -hmm. talking to Latinos. Mm -hmm. If they're talking to them, they only seem to be talking about immigration, which is an important topic for our community, I understand. But it's not the only topic. And it's also, if you think about it, it's not a topic that directly affects citizens. So... Yeah, the voting population. The voting population mm-hmm. is directly impacted by tax reform, by education, mm-hmm. by health care, by infrastructure, like the roads that they drive on, access to affordable health care, the education for their children. Mm-hmm. Those are things that they need to learn about in order to vote. And nobody's talking to them about these things. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started seeing these gaps. And originally, I actually, I don't know if you knew this, but I was creating Mm -hmm. a daily Spanish newsletter that I would send over email. Okay. Which was not the smartest idea ever. I don't want to say that it was smart or not smart. It was just the wrong product, let's call it. Yeah. And so one of the things that I have definitely learned over the last three years in this entrepreneurship journey and that I have heard other people also mention is don't fall in love with your product or the problem, fall in love with your goal, with your North Star. And mm. my my goal has always been to complement the amazing work that other organizations have been doing, like Voto Latino. They are literally trying to increase the number of registered Latino voters. I want to complement what they're doing with helping people be less overwhelmed about the information because we cannot keep up with the news and it's easier to just tune everything out than to try to focus and understand what's happening. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to bridge. And also Mm -hmm. provide people with easy, actionable things they can do to help out. Because there's, it's like a little ant in Costco. There's like so many options that it's it's completely overwhelming. Sure. But if I tell you, hey, did you know you can... I can give you options, like a menu of options, depending on how much time you have or how Mm -hmm. much money you have. If you Mm -hmm. have money, you can donate to these causes. This is a great idea. If you have time but don't have money, did you know that you could write postcards to voters in swing states? Mm -hmm. Or you can volunteer. You can canvas. If you're an introvert, maybe canvassing is not your best idea. But if you are an extrovert, this sounds great. Or if you're Mm -hmm. sort of in between, maybe you want to do 
phone banking, things like that. So there are so many different issues on in politics, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, someone who isn't isn't uh, pervy to the political system, and they just listen to uh, one of your your Instagram stories, or you know, tune into one of your newsletters. How would you how would you approach it if you've n- never really looked at the political landscape, but you kind of look at these caricatures of presidential candidates? Um, what would you, what would advice would you give them uh, in terms of figuring out who to vote for or who to who to uh, what what issues to look at? So that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I. I wasn't trying to do this. It just happened to be, and people have told me that this is what happens when they see me, is mm-hmm. that they see one of them giving them the information in a very casual way. So I was trying to definitely come off as a friend telling you the news. Mm-hmm. When I first started video, it was... It's still very uncomfortable for me, by the way. But when I first started, it was even worse. Mm-hmm. Now it's less horrible. I have a dear friend. Her name is Cristina. And I would literally picture Cristina sitting in front of me and us having a little coffee and talking about the news and me telling her, look, Cristina, can you believe this is what's happening? Mm-hmm. And just talking like a normal human. I'm not trying to compete with professional news anchors or journalists that are told to dress a certain way, talk a certain way, mm-hmm. look a certain way, make no faces because I have zero poker face. Like you will see what I think. I do not know how to hide mm-hmm. my opinions, which makes me a horrible poker player, but <laughs> very honest. I'm very bad at lying. And I think I can break things down to people and I'm making an effort to fill those gaps of information. So I've created, for example, campaigns ex- explaining topics that are super complex, and I break them down into pieces. Mm-hmm. And I always try to answer questions um, if they're, like, real questions, not yeah. crazy questions like, will you marry me? But if they have questions, like somebody said the other day, could I vote for a Democratic candidate for president and a Republican senator in the 2020 general election. And I said, Mm -hmm. yes, you have, depending on what state you're on, if there's a Senate seat up for grabs, yes, you could do this, da, 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 da. So Mm -hmm. I will explain those things. And I tried again to do it in very, I'm not trying to do slang responses, just very conversational responses. And the same thing I do with my posts on social media My newsletters are very kind of like a blog Mm -hmm. instead of sounding very articulate and stiff. Okay. And so they come in and they have told me, you are one of us giving us the information and taking out a lot of the noise Mm -hmm. because you could be consumed by what is happening just in one day. And it's very difficult to filter sometimes. Uh, And so that is what I love doing, to be honest. And it's funny that I didn't realize I was doing very similar work to what I did in my past life at Intel as a computer engineer that could understand technologies but could explain them to the sales and marketing field and convince them why this technology was important for 
our customers and how to sell something to a person like my mother who is not an expert in technology and might be reluctant to adopt new things. Mm-hmm. Now I just break down complex political issues into something that people can digest. Well, thank you so much because I definitely watch your videos on Instagram. Oh, thank you. I didn't Instagram know that. story. Yeah, so you can find her at T-O-N-O dot Latino. Yes. And I highly, highly recommend it. So thank thank you. you. Yeah. I... I I always want to do more, so I, my my brain is always w- working out ideas. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the same with you and mm-hmm. continuous solutions. Mm-hmm. My husband called me out. He knows me sometimes way better than <laughs> I know myself. So, like I said, when I left Intel and I was working for this uh, other company, and then I was I automated myself out of a job, and I was trying to find something. This was before mm-hmm. Sylvia started any kind of political activism. I had an idea for a company and I was working on it and it seemed like something interesting. It's actually something that other people have now implemented and I would pay for. It was more like a traveling concierge mm-hmm. kind of thing, but it didn't keep me up at night. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an obsession. Mm-hmm. And he called it out so well, like you are not losing sleep over this. <laughs> you are not obsessed. Like I know you can be and I know you to be with other things. Mm-hmm. And he was, he nailed it. He absolutely <laughs> nailed it. And this is completely that version of Sylvia. Like every time I'm in the car, I'm either listening to political podcasts mm-hmm. to understand and digest more of what's happening so I can break it down for people. Or if I don't want to listen to something, I'm just like, my brain is going just thinking of ideas. What could I do? What could I say? Let me write this email. Just making to-do lists all the time. Like if I'm by myself, my brain is constantly thinking about what I can do to help people be more informed and more engaged. Mm-hmm. Is that the same for you with Continuous Solutions? Um, well, Continuous Solutions business structure is a little bit different um, in terms of just we're doing research and development. And there was... There was a time where I was thinking, all right, how do I get, you know, outside engagement and bring them into the company and, you know, create this ecosystem. Um, But, you know, in a research and development firm, there's really not too much time for that. It's, It's more, you know, this is the project that we're working on. This is what we're building. We have to be highly focused and we have to be concentric in in our Mm -hmm. actions. Uh, However, I have had this new um, passion or uh, impassioned state in the last year, two years to really dive into the Latino community and the ecosystem that is in the entire United States. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about some of these um, programs and also, um, you know, some of the things that I've been doing here locally. Um, So there's a Latino leadership network or Latino leadership lunch that I've created and Continuous Solutions sponsors it. It's once a month. We bring in um, some of our most talented Latinos and and um, thought leaders in a lunch setting. We pick a topic to talk about and we learn from each other. And it's just a way for us to gather and bring information to each other that we wouldn't normally have because we're 
<clears throat> in all different fields. Um, this is a really good way to talk about, you know, how do we how do we stay sane in our entrepreneurial efforts? How do we take care of ourselves? How do we create, um, you know, a holistic, healthy lifestyle? Mm -hmm. And that has been really important to me since taking 100% ownership of the company, because you can become all consumed. And yeah. it can be very overwhelming to figure out, well, if I'm, am I making the right decision? Um, and so that's been, that's, been helpful. We've done one in November. We're doing another one in February, at the end of February. So get in touch with me if you'd like to participate. Um, and we're trying to do it every quarter, every business quarter uh, at the Portland State Business Accelerator. Um, there's also a, a an organization based out of San Francisco called Tecaria. And yes. yes. I found them. I don't know why I was not following them before. Mm -hmm. I found them last Friday, I specifically remember, Friday night on Twitter. Okay, awesome. And yes, I know Edgar, who's not here, mm -hmm. if you're listening, Edgar, we miss you, is working to try to bring a little bit of taqueria mm -hmm. to Portland and see ways we can collaborate with them. Great, yeah. So Frances uh, Coronel is the executive director of taqueria, and um, she's also... Uh, um, a tech engineer, uh, sorry, computer scientist or coding engineer. I'm messing technical this up. Technical female. She is in the technical realm and she's a female and she's also Latina and she has created a nationwide program called Tacaria. It's in, um, you know, a lot of cities across the United States, but their central location is in San Francisco. What I understand and, is that they've created a formula and that other cities can replicate. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's like a, a basically like this um, kind of template on how to construct an organization to lay out the foundation for uh, Latinos in tech. And then, you know, you can use that template to to create events and to put on panels and talks and all of that. So we do have a Portland branch. I believe, or we're trying to start a Portland branch. Um, a, but I'm also going down to San Francisco to do a, f uh, it's called a lightning talk. We have five people in the lightning talks. It's a five minute presentation. Okay. Is there's a specific outline to do that talk. And it's, it's really exciting. So that's on March 26th at um, Keep Trucking, which is a startup company in San Francisco. And they, it's open to the public, and it's brought on by uh, Tecaria. So if you're in the San Francisco area, check that out. Um, w another thing I want to mention is the Stanford Latino Entrepreneurship Initiative. This is a nationwide study for Latino entrepreneurs who basically create um, a, or fill out a survey, and this information is then compiled. The person who started it is Professor um, Peras, and he is from Stanford University. He also wrote the book Built to Last, which is a really amazing book I to read. I think my husband read that one. Yeah, um, he wrote it. He co-wrote it with Professor Collins, and Collins wrote. Built to Last, which is that red book that's in, I think, every single entrepreneur's office. Yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, and also Built to Last is wonderful. And so we're using we're using that book um, 
to basically put on the next Latino leadership lunch and just talk about how do you create success? How do you define success? Um, you know, how do you how do you bring satisfaction and contentment with the success that you've had? And then moving forward, where is the next moving target? Because it's not just a destination. We're constantly trying to improve ourselves as humans. Mm -hmm. And so what does that next point look like? And how do you create that um, that that environment for yourself? These yeah. are really, really good points. I think we need to take a little pause to digest everything. And I want to go back to where you started with some of the tools, networking and everything right after our break. So don't go anywhere. 10 seconds. We'll be right back. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionist. At Ruby, they master the art of turning rings into relationships. Their team of remote receptionists answer all your calls live as if they're right there in your office. And with Ruby's mobile app, you easily control just how they screen, transfer, and take your messages. Together, you and Ruby transform your phone into the sales engine it was meant to be. Visit callruby.com forward slash startup radio to sign up or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code STARTUPRUBY. Tell them Sylvia and Edgar send you and you get a $150 credit. Today's episode of the Latino Founder Hour is brought to you by CPA Dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Hello, everybody. We are back in our episode 101 of the Latino Founder Hour. And today, women rule the world because it's just me as the host and Naya Sarate from Continuous Solutions here in the studio with me. And Alon is feeling a little bit... Elated. <laughs> He's happy. <laughs> we are missing Edgar dearly, but we're having an amazing conversation of positivity in entrepreneurship and discussing things that sometimes we do not get a chance to discuss on the show because thankfully this is Naya's third time with us. So if you want to learn more about her, I encourage you to look for her story And the other two podcasts where she shared her bio, her struggles, her learnings, everything like that. And now we're getting a little bit more into general things of entrepreneurship, Latinas, Latinos, women. And right before the break, she was mentioning something amazing that she has created, the Latino Leadership Lunch, uh, once a quarter gathering of Latino entrepreneurs And something that you said really struck near my heart, and it's something that came up last week when we interviewed Rick Duroxi. He's the director of Pi, the Portland Incubator Experiment, because sometimes we're completely isolated and in our own little worlds trying to get our companies to work and to move forward. And many times we don't realize how much we need this networking, we might mistakenly think that networking with somebody who's not in our field could be a waste of time when it's actually a really, really good investment of our time because in different fields, we could actually need some of the same things and we could share some of our learnings 
to save each other some time, some headaches, um, and actually really move forward versus being isolated and not sharing our problems with other people. Yeah, that, absolutely. That is what we see over and over and over at Pi, the incubator. Companies of all different types, when we sit together and share some of our, for example, marketing struggles, and there can be one company that can help another one uh, and save somebody else a headache, and it was actually a really, really good investment of your time to take one hour away from being in just working on your business to take a step back, socialize, get a little mental space, and actually get a solution to a problem that you didn't know you could solve so easily. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're <clears throat> sort of creating with the Latino Leadership Lunch. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a practice of also being empathetic to other people's issues that they're going through. Um, I think it also scales beyond the business, just in terms of general life mm-hmm. things because it's it's for me there's such a mesh of my business and my life it's kind of Completely all agree. put together in this weird you know it's a amalgamation yes yeah and so and so you know it's not just it's not just work that we're looking for answers to. It's like the the entirety of our mission. I think that what I strive to do with Continuous Solutions is to build it beyond profit, but mission, um, like mission forward, right? So the main concern for me is like, you know, what is our mission and how are we going to accomplish that? How are we going to bring a company that's beyond just the bottom line or the typical bottom line of money, but how do we create an environment that's going to be healthy for everybody that's going to be working with us and in the company? And how do we make it last so that when we make our goals that are extremely high, we are able to hit them and we are able to feel comfortable within the company to think about these massive ideas for for the company and each individual that's in it and that they have space and they have room to still focus on the small tiny tasks that need to happen on the day-to-day basis but with also holding that end goal and that thinking big and that desire to uh, to grow and achieve more with the company and so having that balance and and and, you know, just bringing that into a conversation with other entrepreneurs and how they've done it. And, you know, what kind of goals are they setting and what are they set? What kind of goals are they setting on the personal side, on the on the uh, entrepreneurial side? And so we just talk about that and we say, like, how are we going to meet these goals and what have we done in the past to um, to support ourselves in that goal, that goal reaching? I'm still in love with your name. Continuous solutions because it, <laughs> I'm serious because everything you just said, it's mm-hmm. a very, very smart name. Everything that you just said, my your company's name kept popping up in my head like mm. this is we're looking for continuous solutions. It's not just the immediate bottom line. There's something beyond that. And we have to keep going and continue improving. That's something that you said even before mm-hmm. the break. And. Besides the isolation, I had made this little note in my paper about what you discussed earlier regarding mental health and 
just being this holistic approach because we are we can't just separate one part of ourselves like the work part and that's it it's all intertwined it's all like you said an amalgamation perfect perfect use for that word and the work will affect our personal the personal will affect our work mm-hmm. and we sometimes it's especially in this kind of work it's easier to get stuck and not know how to get unstuck in certain mental health or just stress situations mm-hmm. and having that network or that group of people that will definitely understand what you're going through and the ups and downs to help you come out is also absolutely invaluable. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Um, there is like this really beautiful quote from Brene Brown and she says, shame lives in the dark. And so, you know, and the shame keeps us stuck in mm-hmm. our, yeah. in our same position and we can just spin on our hamster wheel and not talk about the issue that we're having, or we can just, you know, suck up our pride and get that whatever it is that's keeping us in that shame out of the shame and out of that cycle of, of stagnation. And, it, you know, it, it, it moves around, it hides. Sometimes I don't, I don't even know that I have shame around a certain thing. Um, but the, but the most important thing is just having the community and that safety to be able to talk about it. So initiating conversation that feels safe. And when I say safe, I, I don't mean like, you know, physical harm or anything. I just mean that what I'm saying is I know that somebody has gone through something like that or can relate to me in another circumstance. The empathy and, piece that you mentioned earlier. Absolutely. And so when somebody shares a story with me, you know, pulling from my own experience and trying to empathize without giving advice right away, without telling them you should do this, you should do that, because that's not building a safe environment to Mm -hmm. talk about your issues. Um, It's just a matter of just listening and saying, you know what, here's this container, here's a a little net for you to just relax into. And be vulnerable. And be vulnerable, yeah. And, um, And so, you know, looking at like the local... What, what does that net look locally? And then what does that net look across the United States? Because we don't live in a vacuum and we don't yeah. do business in a vacuum. We're doing business all across the U.S., if not the world. And so how do we bring that type of, um, uh, I guess, netting or safety, or net, safety yeah. net or however you want to call it to have, Space. The, yeah, mm-hmm. to have the capacity to talk about about difficult conversations, because always in business you have difficult conversations. Money is like one of the most taboo things to talk about. Um, Contract negotiation as well, advocacy for yourself, advocacy for your business. So having the capacity to talk about these really uncomfortable things, to be comfortable with the uncomfortable is kind of the main success point, I would say, in starting a business and starting uh, that path of vulnerability, because it is very vulnerable when you create something new or create something. It's like your baby. It is. It's a piece of you. Um, I always feel like it's, yeah. it's that, that scene from The Lion King when when Mufasa holds Simba up and shows it to the entire jungle. <laughs> That's And so when somebody yeah. attacks what you're doing... <laughs> It's like a talking baby Simba. It's your baby Simba, exactly. <laughs> and 
you said so many things that really resonate with me. Number one, I have the voice of my one of my former managers at Intel, one of the best managers I ever had in my life. His name is Steve Pickard, and he always said, if you're uncomfortable, you're growing. Mm-hmm. And I hate it when he said that, but it's true. It's mm-hmm. absolutely true. And it's also a little bit of a muscle. Like I mm-hmm. and you you take the step, you get uncomfortable, you're vulnerable, you do it again, and it's less less bad. I'm not saying it's wonderful. I'm saying it's less bad. Mm-hmm. Like what I was saying at the beginning of the episode when I confessed. I don't like being on video. I don't like doing the videos. Mm-hmm. When I first started doing the videos, my best friend from Colombia called me and he actually started the conversation with, so how much are you hating being on camera? <laughs> and I laughed and I said, you you know I'm hating this. But research shows Latinos like video. And so <laughs> Silvitica, ha- this is how my friend Cristina calls me. The Latinos don't want to read the newsletters. They just, it's not their preferred format of information. They like videos. Mm-hmm. And so I ha- if I have my mission, I have to get uncomfortable and go where they're at. And I'm not saying that I'm perfectly comfortable now. It is less uncomfortable now. Mm-hmm. I'm still being vulnerable. Some days are better than others, but it is definitely a muscle. And that part... Is kind of okay. It's under control. So now I can use that, the, the learnings from that or that muscle memory to be uncomfortable somewhere else and take that first step and be like, okay, let's, let's be uncomfortable with another kind of conversation or another kind of situation. Let's talk about money. I, mm-hmm. I get super uncomfortable talking money, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so I should just apply those same learnings into the money piece and be like, okay, the first time is going to suck. Second time is going to suck a little bit less. Mm -hmm. And then it's just going to be something that I have under control. Yeah. Exercising that money muscle. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah. So another thing is just like, you know, trying as many, as many things as possible, as many experiments as possible in your business or in your life. Right. And yeah. keep the things that are working. So, you know, in, a, in my lifetime, I've tried so many different things, so many different things. And when I say things, I mean like sports and crafts mm-hmm. and hobbies and just anything that I can expose myself to, to learn from, to draw from, um, to to figure out, you know, is this my calling right perhaps there there may be a um, you know a secret like knitter and yeah in, somewhere in my body but I don't think it's likely uh but anyways you know <laughs> what I learned how never to know. knit using YouTube uh-huh. and it's kind of like meditation that's what I've heard I haven't tried it actually that's one thing I haven't Medit- tried me- well I had to teach myself with YouTube videos I can send you the ones that I used okay and it was very because it was repetitive motion mm-hmm I have tried meditation apps, to be honest, so far, eh, I, I need mm. to I need to just be a little bit more consistent at trying and not giving up so fast. But with knitting, I feel like maybe because I had more uh, senses involved that I had to like look and move, 
and so that tension meditation. and so that it was yeah. it was very meditative and sure. it relaxed my mind and that's absolutely meditation meditation doesn't need to happen in in a vacuum either i mean people think that we need to be in a silent dark room with no distraction when in fact that is a type of meditation but what would serve us better is to find those active meditation techniques so that we can approach our worlds in a meditative state so that we're not we're not only finding respite in complete isolation but but finding that respite in conversation in our daily flow of life and so yeah, it can be very helpful um, doing these active meditations. I I really enjoy meditation. I've been doing it now since you know I was eighteen, nineteen. Um, it helps a lot to balance me and to balance uh, my life and to really like just sit with myself and figure out what what is my next move or not even that, just clear it, clear out space. Um, there's a visualization technique that I mm-hmm. use when things are too cluttered in my mind where I imagine a house and I imagine going into the house. The house has a bunch of cobwebs. It's dusty. The, you know, the blinds are closed. The windows are closed. And then I just move myself through that house, opening the windows, cleaning the cobwebs out. Yeah. and cleaning everything out. Dust bunnies. And uh, that visualization technique, it works. Uh, At least for me, it works. And I I really enjoy it. Um, Yeah. And then just like a group meditation is also really valuable. I've never done that. It's fun. Um, There's a a group that I work with uh, most Mondays or every other Monday. And we just sit in a meditation for about seven minutes. And then we go into a meditative dialogue of uh so it's a talking dialogue meditation practice um it's called coherence uh, collective coherence so how do we become coherent with a a group of people or in conversation and working with um, the field between two individuals or multiple individuals and we work with that field and we just um you know kind of it's I, i call it jedi training Oh, that's I love that you said that because my daughter's school does yoga for children, but they don't want to. So they they tell them that it's Jedi training. Yeah. So they they put them in yoga poses and they tell them that they have to go to Jedi training. And I think they give them something like maybe those foam thingies to hold like they're the swords. Mm. I'm not sure. That's a nice Um, approach. Yeah. It's a good technique to be Mm -hmm. like, okay, let's go to Jedi training. Mm hmm. totally that's a way to like a marketing spin on yoga so it's not the thing that your mommy does no you're trying to be a warrior do you does working out help with your mental 100 percent. yes what kind of workout do you like to do on a perfect day um i would wake up at 6 30 and then go for a trail run i love trail running um i also do a program called Back Body Project. Back Body Project is uh, de- was developed by uh, a local Portlander named Megan Gregg. She is incredible. She kind of couples, um, like, uh, I would say it's like Jane Fonda-esque kind of working out, yeah. super high energy, but then jumping and using your body strength and developing that core strength and just so many incredibly strong warrior women go to this class and it's on Tuesdays and Thursdays. 
um, in the morning at 7.15, about an hour long, 7.15 a.m. And so you start off, when I go to that class and I start my day in this high, so, so, so happy. But also, it's not even like a, it's like a contentment more than happiness. It's it's like this, I don't know, just, it it really, uh, my one friend, she calls it working out your rah-rahs. I love it. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's wonderful. Um, so yeah, I like to work out in the morning before my work day. And then it just sets me off on like a really nice day. And Oh, I agree. Yeah. Biking. I like biking, yoga, running. Okay. Yeah. What about you? None of those things. <laughs> <laughs> so yoga, my head doesn't shut up. Mm-hmm. It just keeps going. And I just, I need to be doing something. And this is like the same as I mentioned with the meditation that it's, it just, I need to be doing something. So Mm -hmm. just staying still doesn't work for me. And maybe that's why knitting is more of a meditation because I'm actually moving. And that kind of happens with yoga. I've tried yoga. And then, so I go in the room and I get into the position And then everybody's very calm, like a tree or something, and I'm holding, and I just start looking, and they're very zen. And then my head starts going like, okay, why why am I not zen? How long are we going to be here? Mm -hmm. How much longer? How much longer? Oh, my God, we've only been here for 15 minutes. We have, you know, I don't know, 65 more minutes to go before the class is over. Mm -hmm. And then it's just very slow. Yeah. Running this, like, super high—well, number one, I'm not an outdoor person, so I don't like— outdoors stuff mm-hmm. my thing is bar method oh nice yeah so and I've i also never tried it okay you're yeah. welcome to come because i'm also happen to be an instructor nice of bar method but it's uh it has some yoga stretches and it includes some techniques from yoga and pilates and dance mm-hmm. conditioning you do not need to dance at all but it's a very low impact exercise routine whole body workout with very small movements and you work from your head all the way to your toes Mm -hmm. full body workout in one hour some classes are 45 minutes Mm -hmm. and it's been really really effective for me Mm -hmm. and it does quiet my head so I can go in there super super stressed for whatever reason my head just won't shut up and I go in there and I have to focus on what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. I, I have to forget about everything else. And when I come out, I am a much calmer person to the point where, again, my husband knows me better than I know myself many times. And so he if he sees me in like a super stressed out state, he's like, do you need me to drive you to Bar Method so you can take class? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so really that works nice. for I me. Should, I should go and try it. Uh, you can be my <clears throat> guest. We can discuss after the show. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the trail running, the trail running for me, what it does is it just, you know, nature is, is really important to my makeup and there, there's, there are these moments when I'm trail running and I'm in the forest and it just feels like I'm running into the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am technically because time is going forward, yes, right? No. Right. But like, it's just like this, this really peaceful, individual way to quiet everything. 
but then also hear the birds and understand that I'm part of this bigger yeah. picture that has nothing to do with with uh, you know making money or politics or identity or anything. And I'm just an animal in the forest being. Yeah. yeah. Well, we are very lucky to have the beautiful, beautiful forests. Forest Here Park the is incredible. Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is out of a fairy tale. That's mm-hmm. why sometimes they pick Portland as locations for movies because it's so absolutely beautiful. It, it's yeah. like being in, I don't know, Rivendell from Lord of the Rings for the fellow geeks out there. <laughs> yeah. Forest Park is, what is it, 11 miles from north to south and it has hundreds of miles of trails. Yeah, and, and then there's other other yeah. other parks around the area if you're not exactly in downtown Portland, but mm-hmm. definitely a beautiful. I I can handle walks around Forest Park. That's that's in my list of things that I like. Yeah, not nice. running. I can do the like the Pittock Mansion Trail from the bottom all the way to the top, and that's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. I would say that. Mm-hmm. That's as much as Sylvia interacts with nature, though. <laughs> the rest nice. is a bar method in an air-conditioned room with a carpet and windows. <laughs> Wonderful. That's my kind of workout. <gasps> yeah. We're coming to the top of the hour now, and Alain Beausoleil is giving me these little looks. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to wrap it up. Today has been the women's episode because Edgar unfortunately couldn't be here with us. We had Naya Sarate from Continuous Solutions here in the studio with us for the third time and we're going to change things around today. I hope you liked the episode. Naya, just a reminder for our listeners, where can they find you? Yeah, so um, www.continuousolutions.com, one S between Continuous and Solutions, is my company's website. Also, you can find me on LinkedIn. It's my full name. Um, email as well. So Naya Zarati at ContinuousSolutions.com. Um, yeah, that's that's where you can find me. And then also my speaking engagements that are coming up. Um, are they listed on the website? They should be. Okay. I How can people that. find more about the Latino Leadership Lunch? Um, that is a an event, right? Okay, invitation. perfect. So look it up on so, Eventbrite. Yeah, look it up on, on, on Eventbrite or directly contact me if you'd like a, okay. to join us. Excellent. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'm Silvia Thank Salazar, you. founder of Tono Latino, bidding you farewell and talking to you next week, Friday, Valentine's Day. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Today's episode of the Latino Founder Hour is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. They offer comprehensive PR services, and Publicize becomes a member of your team and can promote multiple PR announcements monthly. Check them out at publicize.co and tell them Sylvia and Edgar sent you. You've been listening to the Latino Founder Hour podcast. El programa Latino Founder Hour es grabado en las instalaciones de NetSpace en el estudio Bigfoot Podcast en la hermosa ciudad de Portland. Our audio engineer, mixer, and podcast editor is Alain Beausoleil. Diseñador de logo, Carolyn Main. Our network logo was designed by Jessica Chan. Diseñador de sitio web, Cameron Grimes. Our production assistant is Chelsea Lancaster. Tema de música, Funning and Sunning, de Kevin MacLeod. Cree en ti mismo. 
sueña en grande y confía en el universo. De Marta Leticia y Silvia Romero. 